ధ్యానం మననం నిధిధ్యాసనం లిసన్ రిఫ్లెక్ట్ అండ్ అబ్సాప్ డియర్ లిస్నర్స్ సాయిరామ్ అండ్ వెల్కమ్ టు అవర్ రేడియో సిరీస్ ఇన్ విచ్ ఎ డివైన్ డిస్కోర్స్ డెలివర్డ్ బై భగవాన్ ఈస్ ప్లేట్ ఇన్ స్మాల్ పార్ట్స్ అండ్ ఫాలోయింగ్ ఈచ్ పార్ట్ ఐ షార్ట్ డిస్కషన్ ఈస్ అండర్టేకన్ టు రిఫ్లెక్ట్ ఆన్ ద మెసేజ్ This is a part of Radio Sai's Thursday Live, hosted by Sai Prakash and Prem, every Thursday at 7.30pm, only on Asia's stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. In today's episode, which was first broadcast live on 12th September 2013, Mr. Suresh Rao, a member of Radio Sai team, participated as a guest. The discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in Indian culture and spirituality 1990 the clips played today are a continuation from the discourse delivered on 24th of may 1990 this is shravanam mananam nididhyasanam where we study swami's discourses this is prem from team radio sai as always being joined by brother sai prakash but we have another special participant in this episode of shravanam mananam nididhyasanam the listeners we are happy to have the company of another colleague of us of radio sai but much wiser than us we believe we are happy to have uh, suresh rao sir with us welcome sir to the program thank you thank you prem no uh, he's not a new person to the thursday live you've heard him on other segments but i think it wouldn't be out of place to give a few words of introduction to him sir has been with the government in the atomic re- research am i right sir yeah power and projects power and projects and in uh, and he's retired from the baba atomic research center but that is uh, the the world introduction about him sir is very well read and he is he's going to be a wonderful value addition to this program we believe and we're happy to have him here and uh, listeners if you've been following us you will know that we are studying the 1990 summer course series we are right now in the sixth discourse hoping to complete it today and this discourse is about the mind and uh, maybe i think shall i give a quick overview of what swami has told so far yes that would be really good yeah w- what i've done is i've got an introduction here which is not uh, chronological not as swami is going through in the discourse okay but more theme based mm-hmm. maybe this will give a idea of what swami has told so far as typically of swami swami starts with a small poem which kind of sums up the entire discourse wherein he says introduces the topic of the discourse which is the mind and then he says why mind is important and gives the two primary uh, functions of the mind it can bind it can liberate correct and then uh, swami starts with why we should look at the mind as i said the cause for bondage and liberation then swami makes a very pertinent point where he says the mind body and the atma the three aspects of any living organism mm-hmm. if it is coordinated that is a typical example of a good human birth correct and when there is no coordination then you have an animal nature so that is why to understand and to study the mind is very very essential the other point which swami makes about the mind is that swami says that mind is like the teeth of the cat okay which when it grasps the kitten it doesn't harm it mm-hmm. but when it grasps the the prey which is the rat mm-hmm. it can kill it yes. so the mind is like that it has dual uh, nature and depending on how it is used it is beneficial or it is harmful he also gives the example of the knife right he the example the... of a knife in the hand of a surgeon correct and in the hand of a decoit and then swami says that mind has four aspects which is that manas buddhi chitta and ahankara i mean these are all descriptions about the mind correct and then swami goes on to say that essentially mind is nothing but a bundle of thoughts yes so there from there on swami goes on to explain why thoughts are so important you know because thoughts is what constitute the mind mm-hmm. and how thoughts are what man has uh, literally the power which man has in his hand correct and then uh, describing the importance of thought swami says that this whole creation has come about because of one thought that's that true sankalpa swami says mm. the lord who was one made the sankalpa to become many mm. so 
if the many has to go back into that one is the person who is he in steeped in duality has to go back to that unity it is the same sankalpa which will help true very and Swami true. says that is why sankalpa is so important mm-hmm. and uh, talking about this diversity Swami again emphasizes in two or three places where Swami says the mind and its thoughts are the only reason for duality okay and how can you handle this duality how can you do it Swami says by diverting the, the thoughts towards enquiry Mm-hmm. That is the best way. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, talking about how to control the mind, you know, Swami makes a few points. I think uh, around four points which Swami makes. Okay. Tools of controlling the mind. Mm-hmm. In that, Swami says, one is practice. Yes. Swami quotes the dialogue between Arjuna and Krishna, where Arjuna says the mind is so stubborn, the mind cannot be handled. And Krishna agrees with everything. He says, yes, what you've given is a perfect description of the mind. Mm-hmm. But then Krishna says, it can be controlled by practice, practice. and vairagya. Mm. So those are the first two points Swami says, practice mm-hmm. and detachment. In detachment, Swami is saying what kind of detachment? Mm. The most understandable way of detachment is to give up selfishness. Correct. That is the easiest. And Swami uh, brings in seva there, you know, the idea of giving up selfishness. Then the third point which Swami makes is replacing bad thoughts with good thoughts. Mm-hmm. Swami gives the example of when you have a foul smell, you light an agarbati, you spray a room freshener. Correct. So, when there are bad thoughts, you replace them with good thoughts. So, that's the third technique. The fourth one is Swami saying, re-emphasizing to yourself, I'm not an animal, I'm not an animal, mm. and emphasizing that I'm a man. Mm. That itself is a good technique to control the mind. Then, the fifth point where Swami is saying is, to wait when a thought arises. Mm-hmm. When a thought comes to the mind, mm. do not plunge into action. Correct. Wait. Pass it through the filter of the buddhi or the intellect Mm -hmm. and then act. So that is where Swami spoke about why you should never be in a hurry. And most of man's problem is caused because he is impatient. Mm. So I think that is where Swami has come so far in this discourse. Maybe he will give us more points how to control the mind Mm. later. About this mind, I would like to add a few points uh, I have been thinking about. I am reminded when you talked about it, about uh, what Swami Vivekananda once said about this mind. He says, uh, we have all caught a tartar about the mind. You know, mm-hmm. Tartar is one of those uh, ferocious warriors of Chinggis Khan, you know, okay. from Mongolia. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, they were conquering and half the world they had conquered actually. Mm-hmm. Chinggis Khan the Great, they say. Mm-hmm. And when he came somewhere near India, in the northeast, uh, uh, a soldier in the camp uh, shouted out to his captain uh, who was in the uh, office that, uh, Sir, I have caught a tartar. <laughs> mm. I have caught a tartar because that's the enemy. No? Mm-hmm. And so the captain says, Okay, bring him in. Mm-hmm. He says, But sir, I can't bring him in. He says, Why? He won't let me bring him in. <laughs> so, we have caught a tartar, they say. You know? It's like a catch-22 situation. <laughs> yeah. And you know, talking of abhyasam, when Swami says practice, mm-hmm. you know, such an essential thing. Uh, I was just going across where in Gita Vani, Swami makes a point where Swami tells, this is one of the things Krishna tells Arjuna. Mm-hmm. You know, Swami says, what is, uh, I'm sorry, this is not about practice, this is about detachment. Swami okay. is telling about the value of detachment. Mm-hmm. Swami is, is telling that you have spiritual practices, sadhana which you do. Swami is saying rituals definitely help you. Mm-hmm. They are an important part of uh, spiritual progress. And Swami is saying jnana is superior to rituals. Mm-hmm. But to meditate is superior to having jnana. Correct. Dhyana is superior to Jnana, mm. but even superior to dhyana mm. is detachment. Wow. So, if you have detachment from you know, the fruits of your actions and detachment from likes and dislikes, that is greater than even dhyana and jnana and all the other ritualistic. Yeah, actually, when somebody asked Swami, can an atheist realize God? Mm-hmm. This was the point he made, actually. Mm-hmm. He said, yes, provided he can be. Give up attachment to the body. See. Mm. That that is the ultimate thing. If uh, atheist can do it, then uh, because we see in the life of Buddha, Buddha never talked about God, and he was a uh, more of a rationalist. See. Right. But uh, every time uh, he thought about suffering and the way out of suffering, see. 
and uh, that is how he got realization and although he didn't talk about god we made him a god after he passed away so actually he went directly into the impersonal god you no know, the nirakar nirgun aspect instead of going through a personal god like rama krishna you know. so an atheist as well as if he can practice detachment to that level he is bound to reach the same state <laughs> but uh, just thinking of the lord and is so much sweeter <laughs> i would just right, say it is right. much more sweeter and it takes you gently along the path actually in one point swami explains this uh, concept of buddha and his approach swami says you know a devotee gives a form to the lord meditates on the form then gravitates towards the attributes of divinity okay and it will help you know you love the form and that will help you move towards the divine aspects but what yeah. buddha did was he gave the attributes okay he said directly, there is no god which means there is no form for the god he directly gave the attributes went to them but hmm. what buddha spoke of all the while was about god that's what sami says that's true see so in, a, in a way even bhakti marga for that matter if you take any devotee's life you take for example tyagaraja and mirabai this morning there was a program just recounting some of the songs mm-hmm. of tyagaraja and mirabai in the institute auditorium of course okay but um, they they put things so beautifully and i was just pondering over it some of tyagaraja's songs towards the end become so philosophical it is no more that bhakta and bhagwan because bhakti has merged into gyana and swami often says about mirabai ganga yamuna teer she says she sang ganga yamuna teer but it is actually the mergence of ida and pingala in the bru madhya oh. <laughs> the bru madhya he says ganga yamuna teer so it, it see the truth is that all are aspects of god and um, whether you approach it to, through bhakti or through analysis and gyana i think the end result is the same yes in navavidha bhakti the final stage is atmanivedan <laughs> that is when you merge into the absolute state but it takes you through so many pathways to right. the final realization the bhakta initially starts by saying i don't want to become sugar i want to taste sugar <laughs> see he enjoys that sweet relationship you know sugar sugar because once you become sugar then that sweetness you you are not going to taste it you were mentioning <laughs> earlier about uh, gyandev also from maharashtra gyandev or right uh, it is namdev namdev sorry i'm sorry who is so uh, obsessed with the he has Vitoba. a f- friendly relation with vithala Mm. and he is not ready to give that up unless uh, until that episode happens where mm. vitala himself takes him through that uh, where he is an unbaked pot yeah i think you can just mention it very briefly because right actually uh, vitala kind of uh, tells namdev mm-hmm. that you still have some distance to go but namdev is as sir was saying you know he's happy tasting the sugar mm-hmm. but then there is a confluence of saints mm-hmm. all of them come together where namdev nyandev Sopan Muktabai and uh, the potter uh, the potter saint mm-hmm. is uh, Gora Kumbar Kumbar Gora Kumbar, Gora Kumbar. Gora Kumbar. Mm-hmm. so then uh, i think muktabai suggests she asks the potter kumbar no how do you know whether a pot is baked Correct. and ready for use mm-hmm. so he picks up that uh, implement which he has which is a wooden bat like implement he says i tap the pot with this mm-hmm. and based on the sound which it uh, emanates i can make out whether it's baked or not mm. so she says we are all pots here you know pointing mm. to her head we are all mm. pots here why don't you see for yourself if these are baked pots or unbaked pots mm. so he goes around you know tapping and he says this one is very sound this is very good this is ready to use and all that finally comes to namdev mm. and he pats on his head and he says and namdev gets wild mm. he says how can you do this I mean, you know you cannot ill treat us we are all saints after all mm. and he says this is an unbaked pot <laughs> so everybody starts laughing and namdev gets very offended and he goes back to vithala and vithala comes and asks what what happened namdev why are you so upset so mm. he says he narrates the whole incident then vithala says that's true you are unbaked mm. so then uh, he is very upset he said i thought you are the true friend and you two are joining them in making fun of me so he says no don't worry you need a guru who will bake this pot Mm. so gives him directions to go to one particular place where he goes and there he goes to a person called visoba kechar mm-hmm. i i hope i've got the name right 
and there he sees this old man he has never seen him before he sees this old man reclining with his feet on top of a lingam correct mm. so he says what blasphemy is this you know how mm. can somebody behave like this so goes and across the old man and says how do you sleep like this with your feet on the a lingam so he says oh is that a lingam i didn't realize my feet are on a lingam mm. and he says i'm a very old man can you help me by putting my feet down so namdev goes and very angrily puts his feet down and where he places visobakesh's feet there another lingam arises Mm. and then wherever he is putting the feet of this old man there a lingam arises and then uh, there are beautiful uh, variations in the story the way mm. uh, people have na- narrated it one beautiful one is namdev realizes that wherever he is putting his feet mm. there the symbol of god is arising mm. so he takes the feet and puts it on his chest oh. symbolizing that he is putting it on his heart mm. and that moment he realizes that vitala is not separate from him mm. and everything that he sees around is vitala beautiful and then he goes back mm. and for a few days he doesn't go to the vitala mandir mm. then vitala comes to his house he says friend you have not come to visit me mm. so he says vitala you have cheated me all these years you mm. never told me that you are in everything i thought mm. you were there only in this form mm-hmm. <laughs> so vitala says yes the pot is baked now <laughs> and now having understood this mm. go and spread the worship of vitala teach people how to worship me mm. so bhakti is a very gentle approach towards towards lord and it's everybody just gets lost in music and devotion and that automatically keeps the mind under check because swami often says about bhajan it's like sitting under the tree and singing a bhajan he says you should clap and when you clap all the birds on the tree fly away similarly when you clap and sing bhajan loudly all the thoughts from the mind also go away purification the mind gets purified no yes. that is the whole ball See, game is that right this duality approach is something like you no know, a sick man taking medicine you can say mm. the goal of taking medicine is to reach a state where you don't need the medicine that is the idea of health when mm. i'm healthy i have to stop taking this medicine mm. so let me take this medicine of duality looking at the lord as somebody separate and worshiping him mm. till i reach that state where i'm healthy enough to know that i don't need this medicine mm. Swami says, "No, mind is like a nartaki dancer, no, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, she dances, and you also dance. She makes you dance okay. <laughs> to her tunes. Mm. So, the only way to overcome this nartaki is to turn the word inside out. You know, that is kirtana. 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 Mm. So, namasmarada and uh, taking the name of the Lord is the only way to overcome this." Uh, effect on the mind by the enchantress <laughs> actually you know i was uh, just ruminating over the story every ganesh chaturthi mm-hmm. we have the story narrated right when yes when you talk of how uh, krishna goes after the shamantakamani and mm-hmm. the and the bad name which comes to him without any reason and the reason being that mm-hmm. he sees the moon, the moon. during mm-hmm. the chaturthi and the moon has a curse where uh, the lord says that who sees you on this day will be prey to ill fame which they are not responsible for correct if you look at it of course it's a very graphic and mythological story you know the moon always symbolizes the mind, the mind. very true and one of the reasons why they say that is moon does not have light of its own it only mm. reflects the sun's light so similarly mind is supposed to be not self illuminescent mm. it takes the light from the atma and reflects so mind symbolizes the moon mm. and here is the moon laughing at ganesha Mm-hmm. so the mind is mocking at divinity the mind which is which is beautiful which thinks it's beautiful and it is it's wonderful because of its logic and reasoning mm-hmm. at one point mocks at divinity mm-hmm. it says that there cannot be a creator there cannot be something which is supreme and subtle like god mm-hmm. so when that happens it's almost like god is telling that whoever turns to you mm-hmm. will go through this correct ill fame and they'll go through all these things mm-hmm. you know that is one aspect of the thing and later krishna comes and you know does a small drama and he says whoever ruminates of, on this story mm. will be removed from that ill effect saying that namasmarana and thinking of the lord bhagavatam will help you you know reduce the ill effects of turning towards the mind chandrama manaso jata swami has mm. quoted so many times that's right You think we should go on to the right. last we, clip of the discussion? Uh, there are two clips, mm-hmm. each five minutes. So we'll play the first clip. If there is righteousness in the heart, there will be 
beauty in the character if there is beauty in the character there will be harmony in the home if there is harmony in the home there will be order in the nation if there is order in the nation there will be peace in the world kanukane ee peace manaku raavalanukunnappudu manamu ee rakamainatundi yokka character sarainatundi dintlo nadatana manam abhiruddhi parichukovali if you really want to have world peace there is need for developing good character manamu right action adhe dharmamu 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 annaru when you say dharmamu it is the right action which is referred to ee right action manaku kavalanukunnappudu right thoughts ane sarainatundi talampulu manaku chikkali if you really want to do right action there must be right thoughts in you motta motta inti lopala shanti ni manam penchukovali there is need for developing peace at home inti lo shanti ni penchukune puramamu onti lo shanti ni manam penchukovali before you developing peace at home you should have peace in your heart neelone shanti lekapothe inti lo variki shanti ni eerithiga andistavu if peace is absent in you how can you get peace at home inti lone shanti lekapoyinappudu oorlo ee vidhanga shanti ni andistavu if there is no peace at home how can there be peace in the village andaru cheptuntaru bhajana ayin tarvata kaani leka jnanam ayin tarvata kaani shanti 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 ee vidhi northo uchi శాంతి దైవికమనగా దైవం యొక్క అనుగ్రహంతో లభించేటువంటిది ఇది నా ప్రయత్నం ఏమీ లేదు అని భగవంతునికి సరెండర్ కావటమే అతనికి అర్పితం కావటమే ఇది ఆది దైవికం ఆది దైవిక పీస్ శాంతి కెన్ కమ్ ఓన్లీ ఆఫ్టర్ సరెండరింగ్ యువర్ సెల్ఫ్ కంప్లీట్లీ టు గాడ్ అయితే భగవంతునికి శరణాగతుడైన తక్షణమే అన్ని భగవంతుడు చూసుకుంటాడా after surrendering completely to god would it take kali neevu cheyavalsinaatundi kartavyani neevu aacharinchali cheyali but you have to be discharging your duties properly kanukane kartavyam yogam uchchati kartavyani nirvartinchali therefore doing duty is very important kartavyani nirvartinchaka kevalam bhagavantude chusukuntadu ankunte idi kevalam somaripothutanam without discharging your own duties if you say god will take care of everything it is a sign of laziness tattalo undinatundi padartham pottalo cheralante notiki chetiki pani pettanakkarledha if the dishes from the plate should reach the stomach should you not give one for the mouth of the hand padarthani potato chapati potato chapati potato chapati enni padiyamlu uchchiriste maatram nee potan edutunda by merely repeating and chanting potato chapati can you fill your stomach neeku aa shakti unnadi you have the capacity ee shakti lenappudu bhagavantuniki sharanagati reina paravaledu if you don't have the capacity then you surrendering to god shakti undina lekapoyina sarvam bhagavat prithyartham anetundi bhavanto ni vacharinchu whether you have capacity or not discharge everything as for the pleasure of god sankalpamulu sariyenatundi ga manamlo aavirbhavinchalanukunte kevalam aadhyatmika margamlo manam praveshinchali if you really want to develop good thinking and good thoughts adi lekunda manaku sankalpalu ye maatram kodano manaku labhyam kaavu you cannot get good thoughts by no other way satsangamlo cherali join good company ee yokka manchi sangamtho manam cherinappude indulo ee sankalpalaku oka antu vyadhi anetundi okutundi these good thoughts have got the nature of something like contagious ee yokka vyadhi ee sankalpamlo aadi nunchi untundadi this contagious nature is inherent in good thought dushta bhavamunu kaliginatundi vaani sahavasame gana mana padtente manaku kuda aa dushta bhavalu ostayi if you join bad company you get bad thoughts okare krodhamtho undinatundi vaani sokka sahavasam mana pattinante aa krodham vanlo kuda nu aavirbhavisthayi make friendship with an angry man you will be infested with oka chinna udaharanam here is a small example nee evarina okarni koopadukunnavu suppose you are angry with someone tadapari atanu kuda nee paina koopam పడతాడు హి హస్ ఆల్సో రిప్లైడ్ విత్ ది సేమ్ యాంగర్ అయితే అతని కోపానికి కారణం ఏమిటి వాట్ ఇస్ ది కాజ్ ఆఫ్ ది ఈ కోపమే అతని కోపం తెప్పించింది యువర్ యాంగర్ హస్ ప్రొవోక్డ్ హిస్ యాంగర్ కాబట్టి ఇదే అంటు వ్యాధి 
This is the meaning of contagious disease. Kanukane dussangamnu manu yematram kudunu chera raadu. Do not join bad company at any cost. Adi Einstein kuda cheptindi. Tell me your company I shall tell you what you are. This is manam evaro manam cheppukovalanukunte mana sanghanni manam chakkaga vicharana cheyali. Tell me your company I'll tell you what you are. This is what Einstein said. Kanuka manam sanghamanu satsangaanni cheyali. Join good company. Dirini ఎగ్జాంపుల్స్ లైక్ the charcoal is lit right. a flame when in company with fire and then the dust with air goes with up water dust with uh, water comes down but one very beautiful example is uh, he says when adi shankara was going mm-hmm. um he wanted to know which is the house of mandana mishra okay okay and the common people there they said you go to the house that parrot will be talking all philosophy that is his house <laughs> <laughs> so the parrot also in the company of such a revered scholar starts talking philosophy <laughs> and he says ah that is the house you can easily find out you don't find many parrots talking philosophy <laughs> right it's also similar to that other parrot chinnakatha chami says mm-hmm. where a hunter catches two parrots sells one to the butcher and sells the other to a mm-hmm. brahmin mm-hmm. Uh, basically a guru mm-hmm. so after a few months he goes to visit both the parrots mm. and the one in the the brahmins this one it's chanting vedas imagine the same parrot and then he goes to the butcher shop where the same uh, a parrot which was caught the same time mm-hmm. he's saying catch kill cut <laughs> <laughs> that's the nature of satsang <laughs> right but you know the way swami is bringing in the various things and showing the connection is so beautiful mm-hmm. because swami is talking about character to start with correct he is telling that you know when that beautiful adage of swami if there is righteousness in the heart hmm. there is beauty in the character and saying that all the disharmony around starts with bad character in the individual hmm. the bad character in the individual can be rooted to bad thoughts hmm. correct and so bad thoughts form the basis for a, for a bad character, character. Hmm. and then how do we handle the thoughts then swami comes to company hmm. the good company bad company hmm. I remember one uh, side devotee, staunch side devotee, who mm-hmm. met, uh, had talked with Swami mm-hmm. and uh, about these bad thoughts, you know. Okay. And, and he said to Swami, to how to get rid of them uh, gradually, vasana kshina, he said. Means decline of bad thoughts, you know, bad design. Swami looked at him sternly and said, not vasana kshina, it's vasana kshaya. Mm. Means the bad thoughts totally have to be totally annihilated, destroyed, before mm. you can... Uh, uh, come out of it it's not just decline and say uh, little by little and all that <laughs> it doesn't done work that way mm. it, you have to be stern with yourself and you have to be determined see that is sadhana then swami goes on to explain about shanti 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 right. the three levels of shanti and uh, here very beautifully swami says just by surrendering to the lord mm-hmm. you cannot think that uh, he will take care of everything you have to do your duty and it's very important because name parthasti kartavyam krishna himself has right. said the lord himself is uh, not uh, under any compulsion to do his do any duty but he does everything to set an example so in that sense swami says you have to do your duty but don't be attached to the results and um, that's how he says that is surrender just by surrendering and saying so he will take care of everything nothing is going to happen but i don't know i think that's the most difficult balance to get do and not expect anything out of it i don't know i, I always used to think you know if you've lost something mm-hmm. something very precious and you're frantically searching for it mm-hmm. search with it with complete involvement but have no desire of finding it <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what krishna is saying and that is the essence of perfection in action actually mm-hmm. i feel when you're least attached to what comes from it mm. that will be the most unbiased 
manner in which the action can be performed very true it's just like preparing for an examination suppose you are always concerned about whether i'll pass or fail or pass or fail you are attached to the results of the examination you end up failing because your mind is on that rather than actually studying and going through the examination so in that way if your mind is more on a practical outlook and you don't really bother about what is going to happen you will fare much better i suppose that's a now i always used to think of it in the process of walking mm-hmm. if you see there are two actions which are done simultaneously mm-hmm. one is you put your foot down firmly mm-hmm. so there is firmness in one step correct and the very next thing what you do is you remove that same foot away so there is that alternating action of attachment and detachment when you do do it with complete involvement then you give it up totally absolutely want nothing and that's when you can move forward if any of this you don't do you'll be in the same place sir you know in the previous section swami is really telling us you should have two things the truth is i am a man i am not an animal both are equally important and in modern times one of the very famous saints whom you know lot of people got to know but who was a very absolutely a simple person is shri nisargadatta maharaj and yes, you sir. have had the good fortune of meeting him in person yeah. how was the whole experience yeah it's way back in 1979 actually so okay. that i first came to know about him but uh, i will tell you a little bit on what swami said about this man okay when swami visited uh, dharmakshetra in 1968 mm mm-hmm. he told indubai and some of the samiti members there mm-hmm. that there is a pan bidi shop owner in bombay who is a gyani if you can you bring him here oh so indubai and others were uh, puzzled you know because there are more than 5000 pan bidi shops <laughs> in bombay <laughs> and swami wouldn't give any more hints you know? <laughs> and this i came to know next day after swami had said it that is in 1968 Mm-hmm. and i was also wondering how to look for a, like a needle in a haystack mm. and it was only after 7 years uh, or so i after that i left for usa and 3 years i was there then i came back and then of course i took up again this uh, procedure only in 76 i came to know that uh, it is nisargadatt maharaj but uh, he he is also of that same uh, approach like uh, ramana maharishi enquiry, full enquiry <coughs> yes yes he is a um, staunch advaitist what you call a shuddha advaitist i mm-hmm. mean he doesn't uh, have any other uh, <laughs> sides before him no shifting know? gears no <laughs> shifting gears yeah you are fortunate <laughs> because you could understand marathi right he right. spoke in uh, chair. he spoke speaks only in marathi he was uh, hardly eighth standard uh, something <laughs> and uh, I was surprised when I visited him first with a friend who had known him also that outside his door I mean he lived in a very humble uh, surroundings you know with a one room kitchen apartment in a very uh, low uh, slum area sort of thing outside his door there was a queue of foreigners oh <laughs> I was amazed that the French German English mm. Australian standing there mm-hmm. waiting to get in an audience with him you know in 1979 in 79 wow <laughs> and uh, this man couldn't speak anything other than his uh, tribal marathi <laughs> and uh, people were swarming without knowing the language without knowing anything else it's like a, a flower attract a rose right. attracting the bees bees yeah. and that's how i realized that this, this is something amazing it's not a ordinary situation i mean when we are swami is talking about satsanga and uh, good company the moment you realize there is somebody amongst us who has really vi- seen and understood and believed in the truth then automatically he draws he draws yes, yes it comes just like a honey bee you know to the flower, flower. so when i met him uh, he he was very fond of talking that was one good thing <laughs> <laughs> not like ramana maharshi not like ramana maharshi right ramana maharshi was very silent actually and mm. he taught through silence correct but this man when he comes he says speak speak what do you want to ask if you don't ask anything he's saying you came here so you must be having some questions <laughs> ask <laughs> like a lion like a lion wonderful so i i, I had i was forced to talk <laughs> that mm. is that is how i uh, i said uh, so, swami ji uh, satya sai baba has talked about you some 6 years back you were surprised is it is it 
I said, do you know about Sati Sai Baba? See, no, Shirdi Sai Baba I know because in Maharashtra he was popular. Sati Sai Baba I have heard but I don't know much about him. But he was very excited when I told him, Sati Sai Baba talked about you six years back in Bombay. And then every time he told me some philosophical truth, I used to quote Swami, Sati Sai Baba's words, and equivalent words and say mm-hmm. how it matches with your words, you know. Two or three times I did this, he got wild. <laughs> <laughs> he said, what Sat Sai Baba says, you must ask him for clarification. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Because he talked from his own experience. Yes. He didn't go by scriptures or he didn't go by what the other man says or what the third party says. So That's just own, amazing. He's, Because he is an illiterate. Yeah. He has not read anything. His heart is an open book. <laughs> he speaks from his own heart, you know, that is realization. So, he doesn't bother about anything else. That book, I am that, you uh-huh. you stand upside down, you t- turn it inside out, <laughs> you ask any sort of question, he comes back to that same answer. Yes, the supreme. <laughs> Very beautiful. beautiful. He was uh, wonderful. And uh, two or three, I had an opportunity that way to see him. After that, he died, of course. Mm. Cancer. It's, it's interesting, you know, even in that book, uh, Maharaj actually mentions how he got the realization. Correct. He says his guru tells him. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, give, I think tells him to inquire, is it? No, Where, guru tells him that, that you're God. you are God. And right. he says, I just believed him. And the way he comes to that belief, he says, you know, typically of a businessman, he's <laughs> after all the pan shop owner, he says, he sat and thought, what does the guru have to gain? By telling me this. By telling me this. And he realizes that there's nothing the guru can gain. So mm. it must be the truth. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. And he says, then I believed it. Mm. No, I believed what my guru told. And pondered with it. Pondered yeah, that was his sadhana. Mananam, that is Mananam. right. But that's so amazing because Swami is here giving 16 discourses and we are going through week <laughs> after week on the same topic. And with so much more love and with so much more elaboration Swami is giving. We are ready to follow. Suppose Swami calls you for an interview. And he tells you, ah, uh, you do this in your business or you tell your son not to get married to so-and-so or any personal issue. Swami has guided thousands of families on such issues. Those things we are ready to follow, Swami has told. But here he is giving the highest truth and the in a, such a simple way. But to say that, uh, we'll see slowly. <laughs> no, right. he, he told him only one sentence, I think. He said, you, uh, you are not what you think you are. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And this man started <laughs> ruminating over that statement. See? He says, anything that comes to your mind, yeah. disassociate yeah. from it. I think, uh, sir, you had also asked him. I had also asked him the same question. He said, ask a question, ask a question. I said, there's only one question I want to ask. Mm. Yes, what is it? Who am I? Ha, <laughs> 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 ah, hold on to it, he said. But uh, whatever reply you get from your consciousness, you are not that. Wow, <laughs> amazing. Mm. That's like saying you are not what you think you are, you know, because all the answers come from your mind and ego, you know, mm. and you are not the mind, you are not the ego. So, you have to reject those answers as half-truths. <laughs> But it's just Wonderful. amazing, like a person who has understood this truth, a person who has experienced that oneness, how does he conduct his life after he really has seen that oneness? Right. I mean, no. We find that there is no difference in his uh, life. Only his uh, attitude is different and his <laughs> sights are different. That's all. He lives uh, like us, talks, eats, even used to smoke a beady once in a while. <laughs> so, many people got uh, carried away by those things, you know. But the basic thing is that he was living in that uh, supreme consciousness all the time, like Swami, you know, so. Swami moves around with us, talks like one of us, you know, sometimes. But still he is in that. <laughs> Actually, it's quite interesting. So, 1979, you're saying that he had so much. Uh, one of the disciples of Nasaradha Maharaj, he says, somebody puts him a question. He says, how do you know you're doing so much sadhana? How will you know when you realize? You know, how do you know that you've reached a state of supreme uh, spiritual understanding? So, he gives this analogy. He says, if you have a cup with water... And if it is uh, half or less than half filled, if you have to show it to the other person, you'll have to point it out to him and say, there is some water in this. But if it is overflowing with water, you don't have to show. People will know that water is there in it. Mm. So he said, similarly, when you reach a higher state of spiritual understanding, you will exude peace. Mm. 
and people will know it and come to you mm. you don't have to go and tell them that you're peaceful people will know it and i think that is how somebody like nisargadatta maharaj who is there in some corner in maharashtra doesn't even speak the uh, the popular it's language solely the language of the heart maybe right and still <laughs> yeah, you know aspirants could come to him and could receive mm. some deep understandings from him is yeah, really you, you know eckart toll right who wrote the power of now mm-hmm. he used to come there oh. in 78 79 they okay. are all been influenced by many of the foreign writers are all many of them are influenced by nisarga mm. but it's not brought to publicity you know nobody is there to publicize <laughs> some of these foreigners wanted to build a big ashram for him you know mm. multi million dollar projects mm. uh, all these uh, meditation halls and uh, residences said <laughs> he just cut them short you know mm. he said like swami says you know my whole world is my ashram that's true <laughs> in the book he says he laughs Mm-hmm. He says the whole world is my mansion. What big, mm-hmm. bigger mansion you can build for me? <laughs> he died just like that, poverty-ridden. What if you go from the worldly standpoint? Worldly standpoint. He lived only with the, his uh, few <laughs> rupees of that BD earning. Till yeah, the end, he his was son was his son was running the business later mm-hmm. on, but it was still there all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so honest and so truthful to what from the background he came. He just stuck to it. that's so amazing go he had found a greater treasure <laughs> he didn't look for worldly treasures <laughs> that's the ultimate sir thing. you you came to swami in uh, 65 65 oh that's amazing and uh, did you have any experience at that time when you how did you oh, really yeah. were you looking out for uh, were you in a spiritual quest or what was it that drove? Yeah. i was uh, very much dissatisfied with my life <laughs> in the okay. sense uh my mother had passed away when i was 10 mm-hmm. and uh, my father was just a clerk in the government office in bombay mm-hmm. so our life was more or less like uh, <laughs> uh, what you call uh, hand to mouth hand to mouth and uh, like a hostel life sort of mm-hmm. you know no proper family and mm-hmm. so i was wondering what is the purpose of life is it only to graduate and earn some money and get married and then again suffer through this whole thing you <laughs> know mm-hmm. that sort of attitude was there you know mm-hmm. and the moment i had the first darshan of swami uh, immediately i felt a sort of fulfillment in my heart and mind and was it in puttaparthi prashant white field white white field okay and then i had an interview when i visit, came to puttaparthi mm-hmm. that's how it clinched <laughs> i asked him about sadhana and all in those days mm-hmm. yeah, because i got interested in most of this uh, spiritual things he said yes you are doing sadhana but the mind has to be very steady it is going up and down and <laughs> things like that <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, um he, he do i advise me a lot of things uh, and then he come he said come and he embraced me you know that mm. was the final thing about it but otherwise uh, now that's 45 years back you know <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that thing about the mind is very true our mm. mind is still unsteady yes yes mind is di- very difficult to after since then i have been thinking about this mind <laughs> that's the beauty with swami if, yeah if you are an absolutely worldly person he will tell do something spiritual do some sadhana yeah. do bhajans If you're a person already doing sadhana and bhajan, still till you're doing, but your mind is not steady, and you're always raising the bar and urging you to go higher. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I was, you know, I'm reminded of that story of one of our lecturer's father, mm-hmm. who I believe would get up at three in the morning, mm-hmm. do a lot of puja, meditation, dhyanam, and all that. So one day, Swami went to him and said, "How long you'll remain in LKG?" <laughs> <laughs> it was a shock to the family it was a shock to him it was a shock to everybody are here is a person who solely dedicated his life towards doing this then swami told him it's very simple what you have to do is sit outside your room put a chair comfortably sit there whoever is coming and going think that the atma in him and the atma in me is one and the same oh we are <laughs> wonderful that's all you have to do your sadhana is sit there and the person you know just imagine how the sight there's an old man sitting on the chair <laughs> he says but what is going on inside him is so profound and so amitol you just have to sit there keep looking at whoever is coming and going 
and think that you all are one and the same <laughs> let's start of course i think uh, he was in a state where he was prepared to receive such a that's the point from swami because even in this discourse what swami is telling is the first step is empowering the buddhi where Correct. you reach a state where the senses and the body obeys the buddhi Correct. that's what swami is saying the difference between nivritti and pravritti pravritti yes, marga yes. he's saying first first step is that mm. where the intellect calls the shot correct yeah like for example when you're smoking or every educated person knows smoking is bad but mm. still some of them smoke isn't it that is when the mind is dominated uh, over the senses are dominating senses, yes over the instead buddhi. of buddhi buddhi tells you it is wrong but the mind is attached to that thing you know? so when the buddhi is strong and the mind is subservient to the buddhi then the character improves right and quite similar to that, what happens with janaka also when he says i want to attain self realization in that time where you put the second leg over the horse horse, horse. i think yagnivalkya comes in gives him the instructions Ash- ashtavakra ashtavakra mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's very interesting uh, though it sounds very simple ashtavakra says that you sit here and you know you give me the mind yeah. that's what give he says give me your mind is give me your mind mm. and he goes away and then the, the the army comes in search of the king because the the sage has taken him into the forest and somewhere in the middle of the forest he makes the king sit down mm-hmm. sit in meditative posture and he says you give me the mind and he goes off mm. so the army comes and tries to wake up the king the king doesn't get up then they saying that the, the man must have uh done some kind of tantra against the king mm. so they go and call the queen the mm. queen comes and calls the king the king doesn't respond mm. so finally they go and catch this ashtavakra and sage ashtavakra bring him and he says what have you done to the king so then ashtavakra says that yeah wake up and mm. then the king opens his eye and uh, when everybody ask him why didn't you respond he says no i given my mind to the sage mm. so unless he tells me Mm. how can i do anything because the mind is the one which controls power everything. of attorney attorney what you call right. it is lying mm. with the guru <laughs> so i mean unless janaka had absolute control over his mind he will not be able to give the mind to somebody and say that since i've given it i cannot do anything else with the mind amazing i think this is true this is an incident which is similar to what i wanted to tell one rangavdut polke there was a great saint in near baroda on the mm. banks of narbada river he was a graduate from uh, baroda university and all that and he had a guru there tembe maharaj i think well known uh, saint in maharashtra he visits him once and the only thing that guru tells him is sit here don't get up and wait so for 25 years he is there oh my, my god and in the meanwhile he has evolved sufficiently to become an avdut you know <laughs> nothing else <laughs> just just there. just the words of the master are enough if you follow it sincerely oh, same thing shirdi baba did with that uh, upasani maharaj upasani right, maharaj mm. he said you go to sakuri the place um, 10 miles away from shirdi and sit there what should i do that sitting there uge muge bola means just nothing just sit and sit uge <laughs> muge <laughs> so he goes there and he sits there that's all and he becomes upasani maharaj or sakuri baba or something after 20 years <laughs> so word of the guru if it is followed to the letter and if you look done. at it the way swami puts it i think we have mentioned this many times before it's worth repeating one swami materialized a huge huge diamond in the interview room when mm-hmm. there was few boys sitting around swami and as you can understand everybody was excited and you know it was quite a huge diamond then swami said what is a diamond why do i give diamonds what does it mean then one of the boys said swami die mind swami said yes that is the message the mm. mind should die that is why diamond swami Name. said and immediately one of the boys quipped he said swami you should kill our minds he said please swami you should kill our minds and swami said yes i am ready give me your mind i'll But kill it for you you should be ready to give <laughs> so he said give me your mind i'll kill it for you you know the essence lies there are you ready to give the mind and give it like how janaka gave it to ashtavakra amazing bavaru you think we have time for the last clip right i think yeah the last one is a small clip so i think we can go through that clip that way we'll finish the discourse uh, with this week vidyarthulara meeru pavitramaina sankalpanni abhiruddhi parchukuntu pavitramaina bhavalato pala 
మీ యొక్క జీవితాన్ని సార్థకంగా ఆవించుకోండి ఆదర్శవంతమైన జీవితాన్ని ఇతరులకు అందించండి అంతేకాని తాత్కాలికమైనటువంటి యొక్క సుఖ సంతోషం నిమిత్తమై దుస్సంకల్పములను దుర్భావములను దుశ్చేష్టలను మనం అభివృద్ధిపరచుకోరాదు స్టూడెంట్స్ డెవలప్ గుడ్ థాట్స్ అండ్ గుడ్ ఫీలింగ్స్ మీకు అప్పటికప్పటికి మాత్రమే దానికి తగినటువంటి ఫలితం అందిస్తున్నాయి కానీ అంతకు మించి పది రెట్లు నూరు రెట్లు కూడా మనకు ప్రమాదం కాదు సంభవిస్తాయి బై బ్యాడ్ థాట్స్ you may be able to just get some temporary joy but you will be getting bhavishyatru lakshyamlo meer vicharana cheyandi therefore you have to think properly and deeply in these matters pratidaniki reaction resound and reflection anedi unnadi ani satyanni vishwasinchandi have firm faith that everything has resound reaction and reflection neevu chesinatundi anni kudunu neeku tatphalitanga neeku జన్మించినప్పుడు కంఠమాలీ కానరావు ఇచ్చి పంపును బరువుమాల కర్మలన్నీ చేర్చిన కంఠమాల అదే మనమాల బ్రహ్మ విల్ గివ్ యూ ది గవర్నమెంట్ ఆఫ్ ఆల్ ది ఫ్రూట్స్ ఆఫ్ యువర్ యాక్షన్స్ బీట్ గుడ్ ఆర్ బ్యాడ్ ఇట్ ఈస్ మంచిని చేసి మంచి మాలను మనం ధరిస్తాం డూ గుడ్ అండ్ గెట్ ఎ గుడ్ గవర్నమెంట్ చెడ్డమాల పనులు చేసి చెడ్డమాలను ధరించదక్కర్లేదు డూ నాట్ డూ బ్యాడ్ థింగ్స్ అండ్ డూ నాట్ వేర్ బ్యాడ్ గవర్నమెంట్స్ విద్యార్థులారా పవిత్ర హృదయుడు పవిత్ర కాలము డియర్ స్టూడెంట్స్ sacred time sacred hearts manam anubhavinchina daniki prati daniki kudanu manam krutagnata krutagnata oka vidyarthi inta varaku cheppadu gratitude ani adi lekapovatam chedani adavallo unnatundi krura mrugavana kante kudanu manavudu heenudu ayipothunnadu dear students whenever we enjoy something there should be a gratitude if gratitude is not there he is cruel more cruel than animals and beasts inda padipinatundi oka towel andiste thanks antaru కానీ ఇన్ని చేసినందుకు భగవంతునికి థ్యాంక్స్ చెప్పనక్కర్లేదా ఫర్ మియర్లీ హ్యాండింగ్ యువర్ ఏ హ్యాంక్ యూ విచ్ హస్ ఫాలో యూ సే థ్యాంక్స్ షుడ్ నాట్ థ్యాంక్ గాడ్ అందించాడు పవిత్రమైనటువంటి వాతావరణం కలిగించాడు హిస్ గివన్ యూ సేక్రెడ్ ఎన్వైర్న్మెంట్ త్రాగుటకు జలాన్ని ఇచ్చాడు హిస్ గివన్ యూ వాటర్ పీల్చుకున్నటకు గాలి ఇచ్చాడు హిస్ గివన్ యూ ఎయిర్ టు బ్రీత్ ఉండటకు స్థానం ఇచ్చాడు హిస్ గివన్ యూ అర్త్ టు లివ్ అన్ ఇన్ని రకమైనటువంటి పంచభూతములు మీకు ప్రసాదించినప్పుడు ఈ పంచభూతముల యొక్క ప్రభావాన్ని మీరు అనుభవిస్తూ ఈ పంచభూతములు అందించినటువంటి వానికి తగినటువంటి యొక్క కృతజ్ఞత చెప్పకపోవటము ఇదే గొప్ప పాపం ఇట్ ఈస్ అ గ్రేట్ సిన్ ఇఫ్ యూ డు నాట్ రియలీ థ్యాంక్ గాడ్ హు హస్ కన్ఫర్డ్ ది ఫైవ్ ఎలిమెంట్స్ ఆన్ యూ విచ్ సస్టైన్ యువర్ లైఫ్ ఆర్ విచ్ యువర్ లైఫ్ మన డబ్బుతో మనం కొన్నాము నేల మన డబ్బుతో మనం కట్టాము ఇల్లు వి హ్యావ్ constructed our own house with our money corporation vaallu aa intiki tax kattamantadu but the corporation people ask us to pay tax poni athanu andiche twenty emti current nu andistunnadu they supply current neeru andistunnadu they supply water urike andistunnara are they giving you free dani kudana tax kattamantunnadu you have to pay separate tariff yedo oka kolai water nanta andinchinanduke tax isthunnamu for the mere tap water you yedo rendu bulbulu manamu dagirinchukunnanduke daniki tax isthunnamu for merely burning two bulbs in the vishayanni prakashimpa cheseyatundi surunni andinchinanduku manam em tax isthunnam what type of tax are we paying to god for giving this malaya marutanni manam veepinchi tadwara manaku gaalanu andinchinatundi oka ee paramaatmaniki manam em tax kattunnam for god who has given this air which we breathe in and breathe out what tax are we paying him kumbavarshanni kuripinchi prapanchamananta kudanu challabarchinatundi oka ee neetiki manamu bhagavantuniki em tax andistunnam for the water which god supplies through a big downpour what are the taxes that you are paying to the god inta matram manavudu vicharinchanakkarledha should not man think at least this much idiya manalo undinatundi yokka manasu yokka tamogunam yokka prabhavam this is the effect of the tamoguna which is prevailing manasuna kudanu moodu gunamulu untunnavi mind also has three types of good three qualities 
సత్వ రజో తమో గుణాలు దోసార్ సత్వ క్వాలిటీ రజో క్వాలిటీ అండ్ తమో క్వాలిటీ వీటి యొక్క ప్రభావాలను గురించి రేపు మనం ముచ్చటించుకుందాం వెరీ పవర్ఫుల్ మెసేజ్ వెరీ పవర్ఫుల్ అండ్ హౌ బ్యూటిఫుల్లీ స్వామి లీడ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ వన్ థింగ్ టు ది అదర్ ఇస్ సో వండర్ఫుల్ యూ నో so uh, seamlessly leading it to the other topic she says i'm going to take up next gratitude gratitude when swami came here and he was talking he used this word kritajnata and gratitude yeah, correct correct so much and swami visited gratitude. the studio yes, yes. correct and another place he has said the sun aditya is the for gratitude he is the symbol oh oh okay and a person who is ungrateful he takes away is the Vision. sun is for light you know right. and light eyes 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 so he is he loses even his vision due to ingratitude my god and that also it said and <laughs> another thing he said was parent pay rent right correct <laughs> gratitude correct. to parents is just like you have to pay house tax and water tax we have to be grateful for all these uh, things i think you know it's quite similar to what swami said when he was here when he inaugurated the studio he was emphasizing so much on the point that you should show gratitude to yes. gopal shrinivasan mm-hmm. swami said he has set up this whole thing you have to show gratitude to him it's quite similar to swami saying pay respects to your parents though all we owe is to god all we have got is from god we have to have gratitude even to the pers- to the people who have been channels for that grace in the meanwhile don't forget that god is the one doing everything right but the whole concept of five elements creating this entire universe isn't it so amazing <laughs> fire water ether wind earth earth <laughs> everything comes within this five elements so we say we are also part of that five elements <laughs> the other pattern which i'm not able to uh, overlook here beautifully you know, swami starts by saying that the duality starts in the mind you know the thoughts are the reason for all uh, illusion and duality and everything so the way swami has drawn the flow chart literally is you know the duality arises in the mind that leads to thoughts which mm-hmm. swami says mind is a bundle of thoughts that thoughts actually leads to karma mm-hmm. an action leads to re- reaction and reflection mm-hmm. which means karma is going to take you into that cycle so that cycle and swami says that what you sow you have to reap there is no escape from it correct and that swami talks about that kantamala that mm. everybody is born with that so from a state where you know a nascent state of illusion mm-hmm. we are going deeper and deeper and deeper into illusion swami says you'll get into that cycle mm-hmm. and you'll get held up in it and the remedy also swami says the same step backwards mm. swami says okay now you're into the action reaction cycle start by doing good deeds correct good thoughts good deeds will lead mm. to good thoughts mm. you know in the sense physically being in good company will lead to nobler thoughts correct the nobler thoughts will help you control the mind and that's what krishna also says in karma yoga don't care, uh, bother about the fruits of action because fruits again lead you to action reaction action reaction cycle <laughs> you know when you don't bother about the fruits the actions will be taken care of you will be free from the cycle slowly gradually so results don't crave for the results is very important for liberation also <laughs> it's mm. not just uh, actually uh, you know one of the uh, philosophers says about the mind one of the basic nature of the mind is to look for connections mm-hmm. it always sees something happens your mind will immediately see what did i do which resulted in this mm. so that is one of the reasons why you will al- always keep making connections and that will lead you to do Further. actions which will give results mm. so that is why uh, the idea of looking at things very very uh, practically without trying to connect it with anything else mm. to take things as they are will help you also do actions like that mm. without looking for reactions everything is intermingled and intertwined maybe i'll just uh, we'll just end uh, with this thing where mm-hmm. swami is telling uh, swami is the second half of the discourse completely swami talk, talks about good thoughts have good thoughts from the whole discourse the three points which swami says about how you can have good thoughts is one is swami says selfless thoughts correct try as much as possible to have selfless thoughts the other point is swami is saying avoid talking ill of others mm when swami gives the example of how a moth is indiscriminate whether a person is good or bad mm. a, a moth whether it's a 
it's an expensive cloth or a cheap cloth it'll eat anything correct so similarly like that a man who is talking ill of others will talk ill of people whether they are good or bad mm. so avoid thoughts which are ill of others mm-hmm. which will lead to backbiting that is one thing and the third thing which swami says towards the end of this discourse which is very very strongly put forth is the idea of gratitude beautiful always mm. have but again you know i am just not able to forget that one sentence i think possibly it's in the previous discourse mm-hmm. he says what are bad thoughts the thought that makes you believe that you are separate from the other person is a bad thought right and it's it's in this discourse swami makes that point is, is it in this discourse right. or the previous discourse in this discourse in the earlier part it's there okay it's just so amazing like swami builds up saying that you should have good thoughts you should do this then you are bound to think swami what is a good thought what is a bad thought anything that makes you believe that you are different from the other person is a bad thought because ultimately we are one exactly Do anything other than that is a, <laughs> a half truth somehow it is right uh, i think what happens is theoretically you can know all this but practically i think uh, a lot of silence inner silence is required to understand this and that's probably the reason why everybody went through ramana maharishi went through that period of silence and introspection and um, that's when he understood the truth i don't know how to do that silence and introspection in today's modern world is it is it an absolute necessity or can can it just be the mind contemplating on the truth see they had to go through the hard way sometimes i look at it this way that yes the saints had to go through it the hard way but swami is here telling us so beautifully and bringing out this fact so so logically and so practically i think if we just think of him think of his message and think of what he's trying to say and like how nisakdat maharaj had faith 100% faith in what his guru said if he believe 100% what swami said it may just happen i think it's like this you know what people they felt restless went to a master for the message mm. they're like people who went to a doctor when they had a disease correct but we are lucky to have that process of vaccination Okay. <laughs> Where, you know, before you get into the problem, mm-hmm. when you're young, Swami has vaccinated us with all these message of the supreme truth. Mm. You know, when your mind becomes restless, automatically these will come to your aid, and you'll be true. able to help you out. Like Swami says, once you come to Him, it's like you're sitting in a train. You know, the engine will take you to the destination. Correct. You just have to be there in the uh, in that line of thinking and line of. Mm. So thank you sir I thank you on behalf of all listeners for joining us. Oh thank you Prem it was wonderful sitting here and talking about some of the old times also for me. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So dear listeners that brings us to the end of this episode of Shravanam Mananam Nadhyasanam. If you have any comments about this program if you have any suggestions for us you can always write to listener at radiosai.org that is listener at radiosai.org. we look forward to your comments and we are, we feel very happy if we know that you are enjoying this program as much as we are enjoying bringing it for you offering gratitude for this opportunity this is prem from team radio sai with sai prakash and suresh rao sir offering this segment at swami's lotus feet thank you for your company happy listening jai sai ram Sairam you just heard an episode of a radio series Shravanam Mananam Nidhityasanam that is listen reflect and absorb this is a segment that is hosted live on Thursdays at 7:30 pm by Radio Sai's Sai Prakash and Prem only on Asia stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony In today's episode which was first broadcast live on 12th September 2013 Mr Suresh Rao a member of Radio Sai team participated as a guest The discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in Indian culture and spirituality 1990 The clips played on this episode were from the discourse delivered on 24th of May 1990 
to listen to the next part of this program tune in same time same day next week please do write to us and let us know what you think about this program by writing to listener at radiosai.org thank you and sai ram from prashant nilayam